0: Welcome to Reflections of Darkness This is your gorgeous drag horror hostess evil Coming to you from my lair of eternal damnation Good evening pod people I hope you're all doing well And ready for tonight's movie review As you know from the title, we are watching the 80's zombie horror fest, Night of the Comet. Now as a kid, I loved this movie. I had my taped off the TV VHS bootleg that I watched all the time. I love the hair, the clothes, the music, I mean the whole vibe of it for me is perfect. Well before I oversell it too much, how about we get into tonight's main feature? Enjoy. Tonight we are reviewing Night of the Comet from 1984. I love movies with opening narration. So helpful.
1: (laughs) Since before recorded time, it had swung through the universe in an elliptical orbit so large that its very existence remained a secret of time and space. But now, in the last few years of the 20th century, the visitor was returning. citizens of Earth would get an extra Christmas present this year as their planet orbited through the tail of the comet scientists predicted a light show of stellar proportions something not seen on Earth for 65 million years indeed not since the time that the dinosaurs disappeared virtually overnight there were a few who saw this as more than just a coincidence most didn't. Oh,
0: oh, gonna Title card, Night of the Comet. Cut to the comet parties all over. Very New Year's Eve energy. People crowding in the streets and waiting to see the comet. People don't get excited for stuff like this like they used to. Or maybe I just don't leave the lair anymore. Eh. Now we arrive at the El Ray Theater and we see one of our main girls, Regina, Reg, played by Catherine Mary Stewart, who you may know from the cult classic, The Apple. So she's playing an arcade game, uh, Tempest, I think, and it looks like someone else has been playing her game.
1: Placing Reg in third place, Reg in third place. Wait a minute. Somebody named DMK in sixth place. When did this happen? Look, don't be an overachiever. You'll fit in better with your age group, okay? This is really
0: annoying. Oh my God, she is beautiful and has amazing hair. Ugh, living. So instead of walking the house like she was supposed to, she heads up to the projection booth to be with Larry. And I'm sorry, but Reg is so out of his league, unless he is packing some serious heat and we just don't know. (laughs) Cut to our second lead actress, Samantha, Sam, played by Kelly Mulroney, and she's watching TV in her very 80s
1: outfit. The first Earthlings to see the effects will be in Newfoundland, or Newfoundland. This is expected to begin at at 2.04, that that specific specific standard time. An interesting uh, sidebar to this story is is the fact that all telecommunications seem to be out in that part of the world. Uh,
0: Samantha, gets a call from Reg to tell Doris, their stepmom, that she won't be home for her Comet party.
1: Doris! Reggie's on the phone. She's not having car trouble. She's gonna be out all night with her science class at the observatory. I know all about it. Yeah, hi Doris. What's this about a science class, Regina? Well, you want me to do better in science, don't you? I want you home in five minutes after you finish work. If you want to watch the Comet, you can do it here. Look, Doris, like, I'm 18, okay, and I can watch the comet wherever I wanna watch the comet. Here's Samantha, you and your sister share a lot of secrets. I want you to share this one with her. If it were up to me, I couldn't care less what she did. But if your father makes it back home without some Sandinista blowing his brains out, he's
0: gonna hold me responsible for any
1: kind of trouble you two girls get into. What we have here is a chain of command. The major jumps on me, I jump on you. Did you get that? Okay. Now, are you going to join the party? Join the party for what, Doris? So I can watch Chuck from across the street stick his hands down your pants? I think that's something Daddy should know. Chuck's a nice guy. He's certainly nice to be with while Daddy's down in Banana Land. You were born with an asshole, Doris. You don't need Chuck.
0: So Dora socks Sam in the mouth and she flips over the sofa. And you know, this mom in this movie gives very uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Kristen's mom vibes. Yeah. So the mom heads out to be with the guy she's cheating on her husband with at the Comet block party. Cut to Reg and Larry, projection booth guy, in said projection booth. And they say that the booth is a steel box with no windows. Thanks for letting us know. (laughs) Random. So the comet starts to, I don't know, hit the atmosphere, and the sky is all 80s special effects. It, it looks kind of like a glowing neon leopard print across the sky. It's very kind of cool. I'd I live there. The next day, the sky is just red, and the streets are deserted except for piles of clothes and red dust everywhere. But anything that's on a timer starts. So like pool cleaners, sprinklers, clowns, and then there's more red dust and clothes everywhere. Fun fact, the clown that they use in this movie is the same one they used in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, that scary clown. (laughs) Cut to Reg waking up in the projection booth and Larry going to get the film he lent out last night. And he's going to go get it on his motorcycle, but a zombie with a wrench has other ideas. Cut to Reg at the arcade game again to erase DMK from her streak. She's kind of obsessed. Okay, side note, this soundtrack is so good. So Reg gets locked out the front of the theater while she was checking out the deserted street. So she has to go around to the back, which is also locked. Uh-oh, no more video games for you. In the alley, she finds Larry's key is next to a bloody wrench. Hmm, that's weird. She goes over to his bike, hears a noise, and bam, talking zombie guy attacks her. But she is a girl you don't mess with, and she whoops his ass and rides off on the motorcycle. And then there is no one on the streets, and the sky is making everything red, But she makes it home, and it's empty too. Except for it's not. Jump Scare, Sam, is still there in her awesome pink and teal prep squad outfit. Ugh, iconic. We find out she spent the night in a steel storage shed hiding from Doris, and that she is totally oblivious to what's happening. I'm sure that's not a foreign feeling for her.
1: So anyway, since I was still here this morning, I thought, hey, I'll go to prep squad practice and split after. I don't know if pep squad practices is on or not. You can't get anybody on the phone. Sammy, you can't get anybody on the phone because everybody's gone. What? Put you have mouth, please. I swear to God, <clears throat> I swallowed my gum. There's nobody. I mean, there's nobody. All oh, right, nobody. I'm sure. Come here. Hey! Look! Look at this. At what? Doris, isn't it, Chucks? I'll show you, Doris. Here's Doris. This is all that's left of her. This is dust. Look. Here's Chuck. Where are the kids? It's Saturday morning. Where are the goddamn kids? They're around. They're not around. Look, if you're trying to scare me, you're doing it, okay? I'm not trying to scare you. Then stop it. I'm not doing it. You try calling someone. Not just your pep squad, anyone. Nobody's home!
0: Unbelievable, that's song number 16 on the survey this week. Don't forget, we preview the top 20 every Friday night. A great way to start a super weekend here in the Southland. Get down! Well, except for the radio guy is still on the air. Huh, so they drive over to the radio station. You know, find people. Remember when radio stations seemed like this huge thing? They were always in movies and some of them used to give out swag and... I mean, there was a whole TV show about one. I guess the closest thing we have now is, like, serious radio, right? I don't know. Maybe they are still a big thing in small places. Beats me. Okay, this radio station is amazing. Neon everywhere, that huge S-shaped couch, black walls. Oh my god, so crazy. So they find that the radio station is all automated, and there's no one there. Then a man with a gun calls them out and tells Sam to step into the light to make sure her eyes aren't all weird and zombie-y. zombie zombie
1: Hmm.
0: Oh my God. This guy's a hot truck driver and he has a story.
1: Me and this girl pulled into town this morning. You don't work here? No, I drive a truck. I was heading to San Diego with this girl I picked up. We were looking for a gas station. That's when we spotted one of those, whatever they are. Looked like it was eating, looked like it was eating a cat. A dead cat? semi-dead who'd want to eat a live cat Beats the shit out of me this girl freaked out took off running i spotted her about 20 minutes later it looked like one of those things had what torn her apart <sighs> Larry.
0: Oh, shit. I guess Reg finally realizes that Larry was eaten. <laughs> oh, well. And we find out the trucker's name is Hector, played by Robert Beltran, and he spent the night in the back of his truck. And then Reg realizes that steel blocked whatever it was that killed everyone, and made those zombies. Sam starts playing with the radio, broadcasting live. you to
1: have learn to deal with And here's some other changes. Most of you guys had finals this week, <laughs> later. Their history, they're canceled. The legal drinking age is now 10, but you will need ID, let's be real. I'll be taking requests from all you teenage comment zombies on the hit line. That's 555-4487. Five, you five, five, four, four, get it? 555, five, five, hit.
0: And she gets a call on the hit line. So she runs and gets Hector and Reg, but by then they had hung up. But we find out it's a think tank out in the desert and they are listening to the whole thing over the radio. Fun fact when Sam is talking on the radio, she says she is taking a request from all you Teenage Mutant Comet zombies, and that was the working title of this movie. But in my head, all I hear is Teenage Mutant Comet zombies, heroes on a half show, zombie power. <laughs> Why are they on a half shell? Cut to the people in the think tank talking about going and getting their survivors and bringing them back to the Institute.
1: Well, if they'll stay put, we can get them. From a psychological standpoint, the radio station represents a link to normalcy. I don't think they'll wander far as long as it's operating. Dr. Carter, I'd just like to say up front, I'm opposed to this. There's no reason for us to bring those people or any other survivors back here. What about the disintegration factor? You just want to let that happen? We don't know that the condition is progressive. I think we've established that, Audrey. Partial protection seems to result in a slowing of the overall effect, but progression is steady in any case. Drying of the body fluids... Don't get to the point, uh, Oscar. We've heard this a thousand times. Ultimately... What about the dust? Ultimately, there is nothing left but calcium dust. Right. So there isn't even enough hope to warrant bringing anybody back here. So what you're saying is we shouldn't even try. We don't want to be caught in the city after dark. We'll leave tomorrow. We've had an indication of some survivors in San Bernardino as well.
0: Then we get this weird cut to Sam drinking and driving on this deserted road. And then two motorcycle cops pull out after her to pull her over. Bam! Zombie cops! And they grab her! But it was all a dream. So, whew, Sam heads into the very 80s bathroom to freshen up. Bam! Zombie cop with a knife! <laughs> And she wakes up again screaming, a dream in a dream. How very pre-Inception of you. So they spent the night at the radio station sleeping on that big S-shaped couch. Then Hector tells Reg he has to go to San Diego tomorrow to see if any of his family is still alive. There's clearly an attraction between Hector and Reg. And I mean, at least he's more handsome than Larry, so I'm okay with it. Cut to the girls destroying a car with machine guns that jam.
1: great. See, this is the problem with these things. Daddy would have gotten us Uzi's. The car didn't know the difference.
0: Apparently Sam improvised a line about the Uzi's and it's one of the best lines in the movie. (laughs) Cut to San Diego and Hector pulls up in front of his mom's house and runs in because he hears music but it's a record player that's on a loop, so he starts collecting some mementos in a pillowcase, but then he hears a noise, like, growling. And it's a kid zombie, and he busts in and goes after Hector. But Hector doesn't shoot him. Instead, he jumps out the bathroom window and runs off. Why doesn't he get in his truck and drive off? I've always wondered that. Cut back to the Institute, and one of the female think tankers, Audrey, played by Mary warnanov who you may recognize from Chopping Mall, Silent Night, Bloody Night, Warlock... And many others well it seems she's having trouble concentrating remembering her passwords or just how to spell (laughs) my girl that's my whole life (laughs) (laughs) so they get their first survivors a little boy with a football and a little girl with a bunny and audrey is not having it but she seems to be the only one with any objections or any morals it seems cut to reg and sam bored in the city and sam is getting a rash Hmm but now it's time for the best
1: scene. Look, why don't we get a little creative? What? (laughs) Do you have your your MasterCard on you? No. Good, because you don't need it. The stars are open!
0: (laughs) So it's 80s shopping spree montage time in the local mall to a bad cover of Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. Honestly, I love this part, but it would be 100 times better with the actual version of that song. But I guess they couldn't afford it back then i don't know soundtracks matter people speaking of malls i remember when malls were the thing the hangout spot for teens the exercise place for seniors it was a place to go for everything music stores toy stores bookstores, clothing stores food courts arcades oh my god arcades were amazing and so much fun oh the past i'm so old so the whole time the girls are in the mall it seems that someone has been watching them quote-unquote shopping on the CCTV cameras scary someone's with guns and knives
1: <laughs> attention shoppers
0: I trust you've got credit cards to pay for all that stuff I got my eyes on you. this soundtrack is amazing why don't I have this on vinyl huh So they start shooting back and forth. Sam is throwing shoes and dropping TVs, but Sam gets caught, obviously, so Reg has to give up. So the gun nuts in the mall are actually the stock boys, or should I say stock zombies, and they have the girls chained up. But it looks like the think tankers have shown up, and they head to the mall just in the nick of time, shoot the zombie stock boys, rescue the girls. Well, rescue to take to use their blood, but still rescue. (laughs) They think that Sam's infected, so they send Reg on ahead to the Institute and leave Audrey and another think tanker, Oscar. So, Audrey is supposed to kill Sam, so she gives her an injection and Sam is out. And then Audrey shoots Oscar, heads over to the radio station to meet up with Hector if he shows up. Girl, I would too. Cut to Hector in a gorgeous car, dressed as Santa Claus, and he pulls up to the radio station to surprise the girls, and he finds Audrey instead pointing a gun at him.
1: Hi. Japanese see two girls running around here, one's a cheerleader? I'm not thinking straight. I wrote everything down, but I think I misspelled it, that pad on the table. You need this? No, thanks. I have one. Seems to be the perfect Christmas gift this year. I'm going to miss Christmas. Permanently. I want you to know that I thought they were talking hypothetically So they found the first survivors. And they really did. Some of those survivors were just kids. Hey, wait a minute. What's all this about? Blood. They think they can generate a serum. A serum? We were exposed. Not a lot, just enough. They left the ventilating ducts wide open, the fans going. Very scientific. Very stupid. In 36 hours, you will be able to vacuum up the last of them from the carpet. Hey, you know what? She was right. You are cute.
0: So she injects herself with something to kill her, so she doesn't have to deal with being a zombie, then being dust. I wonder what I would do if I knew I would become a zombie. Would I let it happen? Or like Audrey in this movie, or Frank in uh, Return of the Living Dead, would I take myself out before I started eating people? I honestly don't know. Somewhere in my brain I'm thinking, yeah, just go nuts and start chomping on people. (laughs) Drag queen zombie time. cut to the institute and dr carter the main guy is asking reg a bunch of medical questions and reg seems to be getting bad vibes from this place i mean with good reason because they are making survivors into brain dead blood banks to make a serum to combat the zombie effects the doctor has to leave the room for a second and he tells her that sam is dead and it pisses her off so she escapes cut to the fence line around the institute and one of the guards with the big mustache and Hector with a cowboy disguise.
1: Howdy, partner. How you doing? Who are you? Name's Heck. Heck Goldman. Hey, them's real fine duds you got there. You a Maytag repairman? <laughs> Did you find this place? Well, um, uh, this lady back in L.A. sent me. Hey, you been to L.A. lately? It's cleaned out, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, come here, I want to show you something. Come on. Hey, you know how the Harbor Freeway is always bumper to bumper? Well, you can go hundred fifty miles an hour if you want to. And this baby, We go through them freeways like turkey crap through a tin horn. Hey, yo. You like girls? Look in here. She's dead. She ain't dead. See, this lady shot her up with sodium pentothal to make this fella think she was dead. So you wouldn't suck the
0: blood out, you asshole. Back in the Institute, they know that Reg is loose, and she goes running around and into one of the rooms, and all you hear is a heartbeat and beeping, but she finds a flashlight, sees a body, and then gets captured by the guard. I have to say though, the lighting in this Institute is so weird, like different colors, odd placement. I know it's for effect, but it's very impractical for science. <laughs> so Hector is outside sticking dynamite into all the cars, as Sam heads into the Institute, she hits the power switch, which turns off the life support keeping the blood banks alive. And Regina escapes again, and the blood banks flatline. Then Regina rescues the kids. I don't know.
1: My parents told me never to breathe anything from strangers. Hey! Get your hands up. What are you guys doing? They said if we breathe this, we could go to the North Pole and see Santa Claus. That's so sick. Hey! Holy shit! Whoa. Sam? I give, I give. They said you were dead. They were exaggerating, totally. Hey, that's a great outfit. Thanks. Is that guy in the hallway dead? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, kids. Going up. Put your hands down, kids. Don't be so stupid.
0: They all get into Hector's car and start to drive off. Then, against Regina's wishes, they stop to watch the light show as the Institute cars explode. Bye-bye, think tank. Should have been smarter. Ah, one more zombie attack for the road. Now cue the rain to wash away all the red dust. Fun fact, it was brick dust that they used for the piles of people. (laughs) Now it's a nice, clear, bright day, and we see Reg in the ugliest dress, and Hector in a suit, and the kids dressed up like it's Easter Sunday. And they're all playing family.
1: Oh, God, they look like the Brady Bunch. What are you waiting for? Can I see him? We're waiting for the light to change. We do not cross against the light. Are you nuts, Auntie Regina? You may as well face the facts, Samantha. The whole burden of civilization has fallen upon us. What's that supposed to mean? It means we do not cross against the light. That's totally stupid. There's nobody here. See? We're talking ghost town. What happens? God, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't cross against the light like that. Hey, you guys are survivors too, huh? Great car. Thanks. I have 23 of them. You want to go for a ride? More than you know. We don't know anything about this guy. Where's he from? What's his name? What's your name? Danny Mason Keener. Danny Mason Keener, okay? Yeah, all right. Well. Just be back by midnight, okay? Midnight? The burden of civilization is on us, okay? Oh, yeah. Ritching, isn't
0: it? Oh, my God. It was sixth place DMK. Danny Mason Keener. Full circle. All tied up. The end. Well, that was Night of the Comet from 1984. Such a classic 80s movie. I mean, the hair, the clothes, the music. So good. I mean, I like the type of zombies, like they started out talking and being aware and in control-ish, and then full-on zombie eating machines. This movie is one of those movies, especially if you've watched it a lot as a kid like I did, that you can put on anytime and still enjoy it. So I give Night of the Comet 9 out of 10 Pep Squad outfits. (laughs) Well, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, family, neighbors to check out the Reflections of Darkness podcast. And feel free to message me any questions, comments, concerns, movie recommendations, whatnot. And yeah, that's enough horror for me tonight. As always, keep watching scary movies. Bye-bye.
1: Please don't give a fuck!